Hello, everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for download on iTunes. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe for all the latest info. And you can follow us on Twitter at Rich Sports Talk and reach us at richsportstalk at gmail.com. That's richsportstalk at gmail.com. Part four of our part eight uh, NFL preview. We're going through each division by division, uh, looking at what the schedules look like for each division and previewing where I think each team's going to finish. I'm going to go, when we get through week four, I'm going to make some amendments to my final after I see the teams play for four weeks and where my final projections will be. But I've been watching each team throughout the preseason, have been making a lot of notes, been doing a lot of studying. And watching this, I have a lot of good convictions. A lot of this is, once again, based on schedule. I think schedule is a huge part. When are you playing your tough teams? Are they at your home? Are you on the road? There's so many factors that attribute to a schedule. So we'll be wrapping up today the NFC. The only one left is the NFC South and, of course, the AFC on deck. So let's start with the NFC South. My first place pick in this division at 11-5. The Atlanta Falcons. Now, a lot of people are saying, wait a minute, the Atlanta Falcons. But don't forget this team was in the Super Bowl two years ago. And look, I don't think Matt Ryan is one of the A quarterbacks in this league, but he's a solid B-plus quarterback. They have great personnel. I think Calvin Ridley on the outside has a chance to be offensive rookie of the year. I think no one's really talking about his impact on that offense. They have playmakers at running back, at wide receiver, at tight end, have above-average offensive line, have a good pass rush on defense. Have a good coach. I, I think Quinn is a good coach. Do I think he's an elite coach? No, but he is a good coach, and he elevates that defense. And their schedule benefits them more this year. I, I was looking at both the Saints and the Falcons. I feel the Falcons get a couple breaks, including their opening game in Philadelphia, where it doesn't look like Wentz is going to play. I think that's going to be huge for the Falcons. And they don't have a lot of hard back-to-backs. They don't play a lot of back-to-backs in the division. I really like their schedule, and I think they're going to rebound because don't forget they're not going to have that Super Bowl hangover. They're not going to have that 28-3 hanging over them this entire season. So I think the Falcons are going to take a big step forward. They're going to benefit from the schedule this year. But don't fret, don't fret, New Orleans fans. I know a lot of you are screaming right now. I have them making the playoffs at 10-6 as a wild card team. Look, I think they're going to take a slight step back just because they have a big suspension in the running game for the first four weeks, even though Alvin Kamara will still be there. Uh, they have a great running game. I love their offensive line. Drew Brees, even though he's getting a year older, still is one of the better quarterbacks in terms of accuracy in the NFL. I love their young defense. I think they've really worked hard on the defense, especially they improved the pass rush with the draft picks in this year's draft. I just think that you had a lot of rookies that overplayed themselves last year. Now you have a year of tape on them. I think there's going to be some adjustments. I think there's going to be a little sophomore slump for Kamara for some of the defensive backs that they got in the draft last year. It's not their fault. I still think these are great players, and they're going to have great careers with the Saints. It's just now you have a full season of tape. I think good coaches are going to make some adjustments. And it's going to be some adjustment appearance for the Saints this year. Overall, though, I still think the Saints are one of the better teams in the NFC. I really like them. I just think they have a little harder schedule this year. You know, could there be a little bit of a hangover from the Minnesota Miracle? Because don't forget, this was a team that was going to advance to play in the NFC title game until a Hail Mary play last year. So could that be a factor? Could that be a little bit of a playoff hangover? That is something you have to figure in. Overall, though... 10 and 6, and they'll finish in the wild card. In third place at 8 and 8, the Carolina Panthers. Now, I'm not a big Cam Newton fan. 
I do think Cam Newton is one of the best athletes at the quarterback position, but I don't love him throwing the football. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a big breakout year this year. And look, I like this team, but I'm just looking at the two teams above them. I think the eight teams above them have better throwing quarterbacks. I think they have more talented rosters. And look, I, I think Cam doesn't have the playmakers that Breeze and Ryan have. I don't think he's got the offensive lines that those two have. And to be honest, I love the front seven for Carolina. Don't get me wrong. I think Carolina's front seven, if not the best, is one of the best in the NFL. It's the back end that I don't love for this team. I think they have a great defense. It's going to keep them in games. But Cam Newton, he's a big home run hitter. He's going to have weeks where he comes out, throws 300 yards, drops three touchdown passes, and rushes for a touchdown. And then there will be weeks where he struggles, throws 55%, throws a couple picks. He's really inconsistent. I do think he's still a great playmaker. And look, this is just a tough division. I mean, 8-8 in this division is nothing to shake a stick at. But overall, I think they're going to take a step back compared to the other two teams in this division. I just don't think they have the talent level compared to those other two teams all around. And that's why I have Carolina finish at 8-8. And finally, Tampa Bay, 3-13. and now, this was interesting because on the surface, it looks like Tampa's better. I mean, they went out and got Jason Pierre-Paul. They went in the draft and got Bear on the defensive line. And that's good. But don't forget this team had one of the worst secondaries in football last year, and it hasn't greatly improved. And I don't love their offensive line. Not a good offensive line. Outside of Evans, not a lot of great playmakers. A couple of young players that hope to develop. But here's the biggest reason why I think they're going to finish down in this position is Jameis Winston. To me, he's the fourth best quarterback in this division. He misses the first three games because of that suspension. I feel like Tampa Bay is going to get into a situation where they're going to start 1-2 or 0-3, and, and they're not going to recover. And what if it, it turns into a scenario where Ryan Fitzpatrick plays really well the first three weeks? Could we have a scenario where he maybe edges out Jameis Winston for the starting position? It's certainly possible, but I've heard a lot of rumblings this offseason because of the suspension, but from the Tampa organization, there's a lot of murmurs that maybe Jameis isn't the long-term guy there. He has improved every year. He's looked like a capable starting quarterback, but compared to the other quarterbacks in this division, he is the fourth-best quarterback. I think that the Buccaneers feel that they are falling behind the eight ball. And if this season really heads south, which it could potentially do, and I have them not finishing well because compared to the other three teams in this division, I could see them going 0-6 in division. I just think they have the quarterback. They're going to start off with a big suspension to their quarterback. I don't love the back end of their defense. Not a good offensive line. Not a lot of great playmakers. This is a team that I just think they're going to have to go full rebuild mode. They have a lot of holes to fill, and this is going to be a two- to three-year process. And one of those key things about that process is deciding, is Jameis Winston the guy you move forward with? And that certainly, I think, will be one of the most interesting talking points and things to watch this year is, can Jameis, after the suspension, come out and play greater the final 13? Does he show markedly remarkable improvement since last year, really elevating his game since last season? Or is he going to be hovering around the same level of play last year, turning the ball over? And then this front office is going to have to make a choice, especially because they're going to have a high draft pick. Do they get another quarterback in the upcoming draft? Or do they stick it out and try to build a team around Jameis going forward? There's a lot of great questions out of Tampa. 
but it won't be a lot of great football in Tampa this year. I have them at 3-13. and 13. So that's my preview of the NFC South. I'd love to hear your comments about this. Remember, you can reach out to us, richsportstalk at gmail.com. Going to get into the AFC, and after we get through the AFC preview, we're going to have a fun section of the five coaches in the NFL who are on the hot seat for this year, and we'll have a hot seat tracker throughout the season to see where these coaches will rank. So definitely keep an eye on that and make sure to follow and subscribe for all that latest and much more here on Rich Sports Talk. You can also follow us on YouTube under the tag Rich Sports Talk. Thanks so much for joining us on deck. We're going to have the AFC East coming up next. <laughs> 